0: Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunded campaign success and better physical product businesses. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and each week I interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert designed to help you take your startup to the next level. If you're interested in learning what we're all about and kickstarting your own crowdfunding campaign, Check out art of the slash checklist. You'll get our entire guide to crush your campaign and take your business to new heights. But now let's get on with the show. Today's Art of the Kickstart podcast is brought to you guys by eFulfillmentService.com. I'll tell you more about them later, but they're absolutely awesome. Hey guys, welcome back to Art of the Kickstart. Today we got something cool. We're going sports. I know everybody loves sports, especially football. Today we've got on an awesome team, Ref Ralph and they more or less are tired of bad refs. We're all tired of bad refs. So thanks for coming on today, guys. Let's, uh, let's share a cool little story. Hopefully help some people. Hopefully sell some refs.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having us on, Matt.
0: Cause let's face it, most people do, uh, it does feel like the ref's been bought from time to time. There's a lot of bad calls, but, um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk a little bit about you guys. How'd you get into this? What's, what's a little bit of your story? What's the background on ref Ralph?
1: Yeah, so Ref Ralph came really out of a carpool. Um, It was me, uh, myself, Jim Bourne, and one other. uh, We carpooled back and forth to work every week. And we're all sports fanatics. And we all have a ton of game day emotion that we display each time we watch our favorite team. And so the initial idea really came out of trying to provide a way to respond to the game uh, in a new and different fashion. Who's your team? I'm a Bronco fanatic. Cowboys. Oh, God. The Bills. I get but, that all yeah, the time. I don't like know winners. why
2: I get that all the time.
1: And so the idea kind of came, it, it, it became refined a little bit. My daughters, um, each time there was a, either a bad call or a play I didn't agree with or when my team didn't do what I thought they should, I responded. And every once in a while, that would result in a little bit of vulgarity. And my daughters kind of capitalized on that. And so they started what was called the uh, Game Day Curse Jar. And by the end of the season, I'm not proud to say this, but my daughter's got to go on a little bit of a shopping spree at Walmart, Walmart with the money that they saved. So to piggyback on that idea, part of my personal motivation for Referee Ralph was to give me a different outlet for that, emo- uh, that game day emotion that I displayed every Sunday.
0: So let's face it, this Kickstarter campaign is more or less going to fund your swear jar for a uh for the games. There you go. Okay, so let's, let's go a little bit deeper into that. You've got a kind of like a cool background. What exactly is this? What is Ref Ralph?
1: So, Ref Ralph, it's, it's for sports fanatics and anybody who gets emotionally charged during a game. He's, um, essentially your own personal in-game commentator. He's loaded with hilarious responses to in-game action and informative content to kind of grow your sports IQ.
0: More or less, he's the, awesome sarcastic addition to the games because let's face it it sucks when it sucks when there's a bad call and we're all kind of we all get mad we all get angry but we can't really do anything about it and i think that's kind of cool that you're letting fans kind of engage a little bit better when did you guys start when did you start working on this you said a carpool
1: Yeah, so we started working on it during in a carpool and we quickly realized that we had to grow that team so we've been working on it for about 24 months and we had to incorporate Two electrical engineers, a mechanical engineer directly into our team. And then we've had to work with everybody from painters and artists to voice voice actors, comedian, comedians, graphic designers. designers. You know, we don't have a product design background. That's not what we do by trade. Uh, I minored in industrial design, but that's not what I, what either of us focus on in our day jobs. And so. Every aspect of the project has been, I guess, a, a rewarding challenge is the way I would, I would put it.
2: A lot of teamwork has been involved, I think.
1: But yeah, it's definitely been more than, more than just, just us. Our direct team is, there's five of us that are focusing on this uh, each and every day. And then, like I said, we've had to lean on a whole range of resources to really get to where we're at right now.
0: Yeah, it's a hardware tech startup. It's an absolute nightmare. They take forever. They're so hard. There's so many challenges, but if you get there, it's pretty cool. What uh how'd you go about building some of the team? So you said some of the experience that you had. How do you look to look to hire outsource stuff to really grow what you're doing?
2: Well, I think Matt, some of that in the beginning began as a lot of research. We had to try and figure out our path, you know, toward the finished product. And we outreached a number of product development companies in the beginning for product quotes and those came back, of course you know, like super high, way more than we had enough to personally invest. And so,
1: yeah, no, we outreached at least three product development companies and we got quotes that ranged from the cheapest was $100,000 yeah. all the way up to $250,000 yeah, just Jeez. to develop a functional prototype of what we... What we wanted, and so we transitioned away from this formal product development company approach, and we really went out and freelance. We actually used sources like Elance. We must have interviewed twenty know, or yeah. uh, twenty or thirty resources between electrical, mechanical engineers, and then software develop, development resources until we finally found a group of guys that are out of Michigan that work for a product development company that loved the idea, wanted to team up, and were able to help us with more of the technical challenges of the product.
0: So I'm going to play devil's advocate. One of the problems that a lot of inventors and entrepreneurs have, they have a personal problem and they want to scratch it. A lot of them don't actually figure out if other people have the itch too. They just start rolling with it. What did you guys do to make sure that Ref Ralph would succeed once you launched?
1: Well, oh, that, that's that's a great question. Um, I, everything from hours and hours and hours of research to try to understand sports fans better psychology. <laughs> one hundred one. Even though we're sports fans, we you know we we're in a tunnel, right? Or we're tunnel visioned, and so pretty quick, it becomes really hard to distinguish between what you think is really cool are really cool features of your product and what other people think are really cool features of your product. So we've been developing it for about 24 years. So, One of the neat things about our niche is there's, there's tons of really cool avenues or areas that you can go interact with sports fans directly. One thing that was really motivating for us is we, at last year's Super Bowl was in Arizona. And so we went down there and bef- the, a few days before the Super Bowl, we were able to interact with sports fans directly with our very first prototype. And what happened with that was kind of cool. Referee Ralph started with bad calls and good calls. It started just responding to in-game officiating. And the more we interacted with sports fans and the more we discussed Referee Ralph as a team and really vetted out and developed the idea, that grew substantially, uh, to, Respond to every in-game situation that you could think of. So whether it's a touchdown or a third down, whether it's a turnover or a bad call, we wanted to make sure that Referee Ralph, the ultimate game day companion, was able to respond to all of those. So that was a neat way to do that. To go to the sports fan and act interact with them directly.
2: Yeah, that was one. Of sorry, the,
1: Cap- oh, keep, keep going, go ahead, go ahead, Yeah, on that too. was
2: one of the. I think one of the big takeaways we got was that the fans want to cheer more than they want to more than they want to talk about bad call and there're many more opportunities during a game for a fan to cheer than, than there is for them to press a bad call button so we really needed to incorporate that into the design
0: and positivity is powerful i had one thing i wanted to add and this is for all kickstarters all people that are building their products don't refer to it as interacting with the fans refer to it as hanging out with, or chilling or just spending time with, make it more personal. The more personal you are with how you talk, the more personal you are with the campaign, the more successful you're going to be, in my opinion. Especially don't call it interacting when you're with them.
1: No, that's a really good, uh, that's really good feedback or that's really good insight. It's been... You guys are sports fans. I mean, you're you're hanging out. Well, and so every time we've had a dark cloud hang over us, every time there was some technical challenge that we didn't know how we were going to get over it, what we really did is we just went back to sports and whether it was hanging out with sports fans or watching a game, every time we thought, you know what, is this product really something people can, can get behind and, and like, we just went back to a football game and pretty quick, we were re-motivated to continue our journey. Yeah,
0: that is, um, that is one beautiful thing. I just thought of an awesome reward for you guys. You've got to have buy him a beer on there somewhere. So you choose you choose you got a five or ten dollar reward. It's just buy Rough Ralph a beer. Help us make it happen. That that's a fun one. But anyways, that's a that's a whole nother note, a whole nother topic. But uh yeah, beer and sports seem to go together pretty well. So you've been working on this for a while. What are some of the challenges that you've had or some of the struggles or hurdles you've overcome?
1: Well, I think the biggest challenge for us initially is was finding the right technical resources that we a could trust, b could work with as a team. So I I, I told you that the the mechanical and electrical in, engineers that we're working with are I don't know eight to twelve hours away. I guess oh, yeah, yeah. back east, and so we did. We haven't had a lot of one-on-one direct interactions. We haven't had the ability to every time we come up, every time we face a challenge to. Pull each other in a room and sit there and brainstorm it until we come up with the right solution and so one big challenge has been making sure that we make that interaction effective using the technology that you've got available so what are some
0: ways you recommend what have you done?
1: Everything from using Dropbox and there was a couple of things so with Dropbox there as the, we interacted with so many different peoples that we had to think of two things: one, what content do we want to show them or share with them that we legally should share with them without either getting ourselves in trouble or them in trouble, and then b, what content do we want to do we need to share with them so they can help us accomplish our goal? And so Dropbox was a great way to do that. A It allows you to segregate file folders and only share with those people that you want to share what you want to share with. But then, B, it also has some newer elements and allows you to do everything from document signing to sharing only certain aspects of file folders. Uh, So, that was an example of using a really good tool. Elance was another big tool for us. And so, uh, an example of a really tough challenge was. Actually finding somebody to make referee Ralph's uniform, his, his actual ref themed shirt. It's easy to go to a company overseas and ask them to do that. But with us, with us being a startup company and having a limited budget, as most people do, those overseas companies just to create a shirt wanted us to buy a thousand units. And so you're talking needing seven or eight grand just to get Um, a functional prototype through bulk shipment. So we had to go back to Elance and local newspapers and bulletin boards and try to find local resources or local talents that could help us do that. And that's exactly what we did. In fact, my wife, she came across a a local seamstress that uh, makes Barbie doll clothing. She found the ad in a paper told me about it. I went over to her house, showed her referee Ralph. She got excited and she made us the shirts that we needed for the prototype. So that's just one challenge. And I guess the the takeaway there is there's no mountain that's too big. If you put your minds together, if you use enough different resources, think outside the box. You can always find the resource or the help that you need. Think outside the box. Taco Bell nailed it on that one. And that's that's
0: beautiful. You've got Ref Ralph and he's wearing a Barbie shirt. There you uh, go. So you're, you're working on this. You're trying to get this product launched. You're trying to kickstart it. What do you do for marketing? This isn't typical. This is sports tech. It's kind of in a different realm than what typically happens on Kickstarter.
1: Yeah. You yeah, know, even, even selecting the category was kind of a, a an exercise. Yeah. We stuck it in technology and in gadgets because we thought that that was the best niche or place for it. But yeah, Kickstarter, we, we chose Kickstarter for a couple reasons. I think A is we really wanted to test out Referee Ralph before we personally invested even more money to try to move it forward. And Kickstarter was one way for us to do that. B, because it's a tech startup, there are large startup costs involved, the tooling for Referee Ralph. Um, it's plastic injection molding and it costs about $60,000 to actually get the tooling completed with the mobile app features that we want to include in the first version of Referee Ralph. That costs about $25,000. So that was another reason. And then I think the third reason was to be able to interact with hopefully sports fans. We felt we'd find some sports fans on Kickstarter because it's such a broad network of people, but then also interact with creators and people that have already gone through the challenge or are going through the challenge of developing a product on their own. We've backed about 40 some projects. And we've really, where we, we originally came to Kickstarter because we found the site and we started searching through all of these creative projects. And we just fell in love with the, creati- the creativity and the inspiration that existed on the site.
0: And I think it's kind of cool. It empowers people. You guys have a pretty good, cool idea for product. You're a couple of, you're a couple of football guys. You want to make a product. You want to make it awesome and you want to help sports fans. And it gives you the power to do that. You guys are taking action. So regardless of what happens, I think that's awesome. But there always is that one final, there always is that one final question. What happens if the campaign fails?
1: Right. Yeah, you know what happens that we've thought about that a lot we've we've raised, raised $10,000 we've got around 57 backers and uh we need to raise 125,000 so we're not anywhere near the goal that we set out to accomplish and it's been kind of an um, emotional roller coaster the the product development process in general is an emotional roller co- coaster there's these huge highs where you accomplish something one one thing that was this huge high for us is when we actually got the Bluetooth connectivity to actually work within the prototype. And so you go through this huge high, and then you go through these really, really low lows. Well, the uh, the uh, bottle cap opener for Ralph to get that thing to be structurally sound was this huge challenge to overcome. And so there were a lot of lows there. And the Kickstarter campaign up to this point, we're only seven days into it now, but it's... It's kind of been the, the the same way. We got a really huge Russia support, and we and and then it it kind of died down. And now we're having to relook at our campaign, our video, the analytics that are coming in, and say what can we do differently to go out to our market. What can we do differently to get sports fans who we are interacting with in kind of a unique way uh, to Kickstarter who maybe don't know what Kickstarter is. And how can we improve the transition from going to our campaign, checking out our video and our content and actually backing and supporting us? And so that's what we're going through right now. And we're having to lean on each other to do that.
0: Traffic and conversions. Those are the two. Those are the two game changers. I think personally, you guys need more traffic. But we talked about how tough, uh, how tough that beer can opener was. Guys, buy Ralph a beer, go to the campaign and uh, hopefully that'll be a reward by the time this goes live. But um. No, seriously. So let's, uh, let's jump into the launch round now. How's that sound?
1: Excellent. Welcome to the launch round
0: where we take our guests through a series of rapid fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. Were either of you guys entrepreneurs before this got started? Have you always wanted to build a business?
1: We've always, I've always wanted to build a business. I personally wasn't an entrepreneur. I've worked for a Fortune 500 company my uh, my entire career, one in the mining industry, and now I'm over at Disney, uh, at Disneyland. There was one, Heber Sullivan, one of our partners. He was an entrepreneur. He had a sole proprietorship. It was in the food and beverage industry. And then both of our, the electrical, the, both electrical engineers and the mechanical engineer that we teamed up with. They already had a business called Mad Rebel LLC, and so they actually brought a ton of really good insight to us. Everything from how to set up an LLC to how to go out out and obtain capital. And so we did have that resource to pull from internally.
0: Can you pitch this to Disney? Just do you know anyone there? Oh, we'll jump back to you guys for a sec. But can you, is there any way you could get them excited about this, or someone there that could potentially because Disney Disney's uh, ESPN.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's been that's been a real struggle. There's so many neat resources and connections available to me just in my company's email database, but the one concern I've had is I've only been with Disney about 8 months now, and there's a uh, very I'm um, so I'm a new employee, and they're very big on intellectual property, and I don't want to I guess stir the waters too much and abuse the connections that I have. And so it's been a very tough thing to not go out and use those connections and kind of refrain back. So I haven't, I haven't gone after that yet.
0: You could, if you wanted to really roll the dice, you could grab the email, give the email to Jim, have Jim email him, and hope to God they don't look into the creator in the creator listing.
1: We already thought of that. I was, <laughs> I'm at work on a Friday. Uh, I, um, I'm, I'm trying to kill some some time during lunch while I'm eating a sandwich and I am scrolling through the ESPN list and which one I think it was Mike Ditka. I find Mike Ditka's email address. I shoot it over to Jim. I screenshot the picture of Ditka (laughs) with the email. I shoot it over to him and say, what do you think? We ended up not pulling the plug, but that thought came to us on a couple of occasions. What that
2: did do was spark the Sheffert thing with LinkedIn, right? So I had LinkedIn on my personal, I had a personal LinkedIn account. And I had been outreaching athletes and and celebrities and high-profile people. And uh, I ended up finding Shefford on there and reached out to him and and tried to connect with him. I haven't still haven't heard back from him. Right. Tried it anyway. Yeah. Uh,
0: hmm. I, I say
2: you pull the football gun, Ditka.
0: Yeah. Possibly, I I mean, that I mean, would be an awesome reason. For, 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 for me, I feel like he's not... um. I don't feel like he's the kind of person who would go and tell on you guys if something goes wrong. Right, yeah. right, right. right I feel like I feel like if he liked it, he might actually something might happen. No, that's and if true. If something happened, it
1: could go back. Same. I feel the same oh, way yeah. with like John Gruden.
2: Yeah, Gruden. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I, I I. It might be worth it. It depends. If you think it's possible that you might get fired, it might not be worth <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, <laughs> If it were, if it worked, and you get and you get fired, then it still might be okay. Who knows? There you go. Either way, let's go. Let's go back to the launch round. So, do you do you guys have any business entrepreneurs you look up to, people you'd love to have coffee with, or that are dead and you'd love to talk to?
2: You? Mark Cuban, I think, would be that'd be like a dream uh, entrepreneur. I would love to sit down and just have five minutes of his time just to pick his brain. And uh, I the, the icing on the cake for me is he's such a huge sports fan. And so successful in business, and and uh, and he's of course popular on the Shark Tank TV show. So he would be the kind of guy that you would want to get advice from.
1: Oh, uh, for me it'd be Steve Jobs. Um, it might not seem like it, but we really we we often referred back to Steve Steve Jobs. And I think the one thing that always stood out to me was user interface and simplicity. And that's been a really big challenge with Referee Ralph because we want the content that referee Ralph has to be as in-game relevant. relevant as we can make it. So we want a fan to be able to respond to everything, an interception, a specific type of penalty, a, a, a touchdown, a bad call, a rivalry content. But the challenge becomes, how do you do that and make it seamless and interactive in a way that isn't clumsy? Um, And so that's one of the big reasons that we made referee Ralph app enabled is because using the tool of a smartphone or iPhone and a mobile app really allows you to a update content frequently, which is something we thought was really, really important. But then B, make that interaction very seamless so that when there is a touchdown, a fan's able to find the content that he needs. Quickly and respond because you only have those few seconds of game day emotion, right, to, to do that. And so Steve Jobs, his, he took what is a, an immensely complex product, but he simplified the user interface in a way that makes it very seamless. And so he's been an inspiration to me personally. Yeah, Jobs is
0: incredible. Also, I think Shark Tank is ABC, so you might be able to steal Cuban's email address, too, which would uh that would also. That would also be quite interesting. I would love to have... Actually, I think his might be public, but I would love to have that one as well. Last last question of the launch round, guys. So this is Art of the Kickstart. Favorite crowdfunding campaigns? Kickstarter, Indiegogo, what do you love?
2: Oh, boy. The cooler. The magic cooler. The coolest cooler? The coolest cooler, I think, was <laughs> really cool. That was probably my favorite idea.
1: My favorite was... I think it was called Lumos. It was a uh, a bicycle helmet. That illuminated it was, it it had lights built into it and it even had turn signals. It was a more recent campaign, but I think one of the reasons that it, I was drawn to it is I loved the, I loved the video. I loved that the inventor was out front and in the video, but I also loved the idea because I have. Something that's near and dear to my heart is health and safety and risk management. It's been a big part of my professional career. And so, and I have two young daughters and an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And uh, so safety is at the forefront of my mind when they're out riding their bike. And so the campaign spoke to me, but also the product spoke to me because it was something simple that improved the likelihood that if my daughters are out there driving around in the dark, that they're going to be seen by a motorist.
0: So that was and a, let's face it, if yeah, if you protect kids, that's that's the number one thing for parents. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's jump back to you guys. Let's start to wrap things up. We've had you on here for a while. You still got about a month left. What are you focusing on? What's next to push Ref Ralph into the end zone? Pun intended.
1: No, absolutely. Well, um, so we're we've got a really aggressive schedule, I think, built in. So we're gonna the first thing that we're doing is we've got a really cool uh, atmosphere that gets created every Sunday at a stadium, which is the NFL football season. And so we're going around to a bunch of different stadiums to a engage with those fans and have conversations with those fans so that we can incorporate the coolest content from, from those fans into referee Ralph, but then B to promote referee Ralph and hopefully get some people excited about it. So we're going to, Oakland this weekend. Then we're going back down to Arizona. We're going to be in San Diego and then we're going to be up in Denver. Denver. So that's one thing that we're doing to hopefully promote the campaign. We just reshot some video that we're influxing into our main video and then into uh, some of the sub uh, sub video within the campaign. So I think that'll help. We're doing some door to door marketing. We've teamed up with a, with a professional marketing agency called Actua. That's going to help us get this out to the masses, hopefully. And then we're going to start doing something we haven't done a lot of yet that I think we're missing the boat on is some social media, some paid for advertising with social media. So we're going to focus some stuff on Facebook and Twitter to hopefully do what you're talking about, Matt, which is driving traffic to the campaign. So we're actually adjusting our campaign message because we feel that we missed the boat a little bit with that. Um, we're going out and having conversations directly with fans, and then we're using social media and some online advertising to hopefully drive some more traffic to our campaign.
0: Absolutely. Record those conversations too. ask people why they love ref Ralph, why they love it. And then you could compile that all into a video. And that's more or less just testimonials and social support right there. Bang.
1: Great idea. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's more or less a wrap for Ref Ralph guys. We're going to start to wrap up this episode. If people want to check out Ref Ralph, they want to get their own game day companion. And let's face it, make games a little bit more exciting, a little bit more controversial, and maybe just learn a thing or two. Where's the best place to go?
1: Yeah, they can go. The easiest place is www.refereyralph.com. You can find us on Facebook. At We're Referee Ralph. And then on Twitter, it's referee underscore Ralph. And then go to Kickstarter and check us out, Referee Ralph.
0: And guys, think about it. When's the last time you watched a game and you thought the ref was great? You loved him. It's kind of fun to have something to make fun of the refs, something else that can add to the thing. And so, even
1: well, hey, we'll well, it's, been, oh, it's cool. been about 2 years. Even if you think the ref's call is great, he's got a feature for that. It's called good call and it's on his right hand. Okay. You've got a
0: yeah. Yeah, we we all know that if we can um we can kind of coach the refs to uh, make the better calls, to stop uh stop stop blowing the game, start to coaching it a little bit more our way so um, it's always yeah. a good
2: call when it's against the other team there you go absolutely
0: and you always had impact on it. if you crossed your fingers or you you drank your beer a certain way everyone knows that these are actual facts guys check them out cool
1: hey thanks Peace. thanks for having us on matt thank,
0: thank you. you thanks for coming on thanks for listening in guys go back to campaign planning a crowdfunding campaign and want to make sure you crush it i have awesome news for you The Art of the Kickstart Crowdfund Academy, our course, 43 videos, which walks you step by step through what it takes to crush your crowdfunding campaign, Kickstarter or Indiegogo is now going to be $67 with an exclusive coupon. If you go to artofthekickstart.com slash go, you can get the entire detailed guide, which will walk you through dominating your Kickstarter campaign. Check it out, guys, ArtoheKickstart.com/slash go. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart. The show all about building a better business, world, and life with physical products. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and if you've enjoyed today's episode, you should check out ArtoheKickstart.com. You can find access to all our past episodes, get our Kickstarter Crush It Guide. And if you love the episode, be sure to leave us a review, artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors and entrepreneurs find the show and helps us get better guests on here to help you grow your business. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, have a great and productive week. Go build something incredible.